Yo, Nathan. Oh, you saw Napoleon, right? What'd you think? Bro, that movie was hilarious. Vote for Pedro, am I right? <laughs> Vote for... What do you... No, I, I didn't... Not Napoleon Dynamite, the new Napoleon film with Joaquin Phoenix. I think you're mistaken. Joaquin Phoenix wasn't in it. Gosh! Nathan, you ruined the episode! Both cranky. Welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast, episode 112. I'm your host, Nathan, and I'm joined by the man himself, Matthew Nevis, to my left. Thank you, thank you. And today, we are going to be reviewing Ridley Scott's latest epic, Napoleon. Napoleon. Damn. Bonaparte. So, we both watch Napoleon. Yep. This is a movie. This is a movie. One of us is more positive than the other. I can already, I can already feel the energy. I feel that I'm taking the position of Napoleon Defender for this episode. <laughs> and that's okay with me. Which sucks, because we both reacted to, to the trailer, and it seemed like you were more critical of the trailer. Bro, it's because the fucking trailer sucked. <laughs> like, like, let's I, keep it 100. Fucking, um... What music was it? Napoleon over the Black Sabbath from yes. Ozzy Osbourne. Yes, uh, uh, that was it. It was like War Pigs. It was pretty... And it just, yeah. it was so terrible, did not fit, did not give me the vibe I wanted at all. Mm -hmm. And I actually liked the... It was just one of those instances where... I like the film more than I like the trailer, trailer. for sure. Damn. Um, but before we get into the film, I want to get yes. into the origins of Napoleon. Absolutely. This is, this is a Napoleon <laughs> biopic has been uh, in the works. Yeah. For years, mm -hmm. starting with Stanley Kubrick, right after doing 2001: A Space Odyssey. Mm -hmm. His next film he wanted to do was Napoleon. Right. Apparently, he goes absolutely insane, sends people to all corners of the world to do Napoleon research. Yes. For two whole years, he's doing Napoleon research. Oh, yeah. And he just can't get the script right. He, there's a script that's written. Mm -hmm. He just can't get it right. He can't get the right funding for it. He even struck deals with the Romanian army to use soldiers. <laughs> oh, my Like, this God. man was set on making this movie. <laughs> yeah. And apparently even wanted to make it as late as the 80s. Like, he was... He was still going for it. He was it, still yeah. going for it, mm -hmm. but it just kind of never worked out. He wanted Jack Nicholson as Napoleon. That is something I really would have wanted to see. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I could see man. Nicholson as Napoleon. I think the issue why um, it got canned was the studio that was funding it, they made another Napoleon film called Waterloo, or maybe another uh -huh. film came out around the same time, and they're like, well, this film came out, so we're going to have to can this one. And that was like the infamous moment where... Kubrick had to stop, and uh, I think his next film was Barry Lyndon. So he used a lot of the production and costume design, which is why yeah. the I mean Barry Lyndon. It looks amazing. It looks amazing. Yeah, because he was gearing up for an epic like Napoleon. Yeah, exactly. But um, no, it's been attempted before. Like Waterloo came out in 1970. I think I briefly mentioned there was a silent oh, yeah. film by I believe Abel Gantz called uh, Napoleon titled that way, 1927, That's five nuts. and a half hour epic. So if you like silent movies and you like epics. That's that's where you go, but uh, no, not five nothing. and a half hours is wild. Oh yeah, especially for a silent movie. But yeah, you were showing me some pictures of the scope, mm -hmm. and I'll put some on screen. It's, mm -hmm. it's it looks pretty insane for that time. Like wow, yeah. that's that's definitely ahead of its time. So to say, like tackling a Napoleon biopic, saying that it's ambitious is like the biggest understatement of all time. Like yeah. obviously, his life was insane in terms of 
who he was as a person. So and the man was in like sixty battles. So it's like when you do a Napoleon battle biopic, you're gonna have to show some of those. Oh and yeah, that's so hard to film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, tackling this project is fucking crazy, and I think you have to be a little crazy to want to tackle it. And in comes Ridley Scott at yep. eighty six fucking years old. He's eighty six, dude. Bro, what? This man is eighty six years old. That's like that's like that's older insane. than Marty. Like no, it's older it's than sick. most directors. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, this movie seems exhausting to make. Yep. At twenty three years old. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I think about making this movie, and I'm like, I would be stressed out to all hell. I don't know how you make a movie with this kind of scale. Mm-hmm. This man is eighty six years old, bro. He's he's been in the industry long enough. Like even before, because I think he started his feature debut, uh, The Duelist, when uh-huh. he was forty. And before then, he was doing a lot of short films, commercials, and stuff like that. So he does come from that area of directors who started out in commercials and got into features. So he's so used to that environment already. He's he's been in that environment for nearly five decades. And man, I love Ridley Scott. Yeah, I I'm a I do ho- too. I even like some of his latest stuff. I'm a House of Gucci defender. Oh, I'm a House of Gucci defender. You like Jared Leto playing Mario oh, from the Super Mario Bros? Fucking hilarious! <laughs> it's fucking Fair enough. hilarious. Yeah. It, to me, that movie—if you just don't take it very seriously—it mm-hmm. is a very funny movie with some good performances. I like Adam Driver in it a lot. Yeah. Jared Leto is so funny that it's, <laughs> it's good. It's bad, but it's funny. Fair enough. That it's good, and I, th- I think that movie takes you on a, a very fun ride. I love Alan in it. I think he's so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's good. Yeah, I'm a I'm a defender of that film. So I think Ridley Scott is still making great films mm-hmm. uh, t- to this day, and I think Napoleon is is no different. I think it's a good film, but I think it had potential to really be a great film. Yes, and that's what I want to get into. Yeah, um, my experience, I saw this with some friends, uh, we went to see it, big movie event, and right off the bat, like, you get to the first battle sequence, and something about it feels a little off to me. As the film progresses, I noticed that I didn't really care about Napoleon as much as I wanted to. They uh-huh. covered grounds that I didn't find as interesting as what I would have wanted to see from a type of character like that. Yeah. Like, I, I, a good example I was thinking of was, like, the movie Patton with George okay. T. Scott. I would have wanted to see this moment where Napoleon talks to one of the soldiers and is, like, very narcissistic and ego-driven with his nature. Yeah. And there are scenes similar to that with his brother and him escaping those people. And he's just like, he's trying to kill me! Yeah! But fucking help me! Like, I like that scene. But you know what's crazy about that scene? is that you don't really see much of his brother after that. That's true. <laughs> you don't really see a whole lot of, a lot of characters. They kind of just get switched into new characters. And yeah. then it's like this new character is like, Napoleon, you are the general, you are the king. I have to leave now because a new character is going to replace me. And then it's just like, well, wh- who the fuck were you? Yeah. It's, it's, it suffers from what a lot of biopics suffer from mm-hmm. when they're trying to cover a vast career similar to Elvis. And yes. Stuff like that. There's too, you have to jump time too much. Yeah. And you can't sit in the stakes mm-hmm. of anything that's really happening here. Yeah. The sad reality is whenever it showed, and this was one of my least favorite parts when it comes to editing, the title cards. Okay. I really didn't like that because it really showed how much they took out from yeah. moments. It's just like, okay, now we're in 1815. What the fuck happened in 1813? I know. What the fuck? Like, we went from... 
What when does it cover? It covers um 1789 to 1821 when he died. That's how much of a fucking uh throughout the years they they're covering on Napoleon and yeah. it just it still feels like we didn't get enough. I know. I know. It's it's crazy. I it's a hard movie to make. No, I absolutely. Say, I fully it's agree. A, yes. It's a fucking hard movie to make. And I think Ridley Scott made a, a choice here because, yes. you know, with Napoleon, there's so much research out there. And there's I feel like there's lots of ways to do a Napoleon biopic. Yes. You want to focus on the war general that he was. Mm-hmm. You want to focus on the weirdo that he was behind closed doors. Oh, well, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Ridley Scott's choice was... I want to show the duality of this man mm-hmm. and how he can be this fierce uh, war general leading like the strongest army. Mm-hmm. And he can also be an insecure weirdo who needs approval from right people. I do like that. Actually, my favorite, like I wasn't a huge fan of like Napoleon's like the arc wasn't as interesting as I thought it was going to be, but there are parts I enjoy. Like him and Josephine, that weird fucked up, well, it's a fucking weird relationship. I like that because you don't really see that in movies like yeah. this. Especially something, I want to describe it as sophisticated because yeah. there is a, a sense of it whenever the generals are talking about the of war course. and stuff. But then you get into that and then you cut to like Napoleon saying like, Cuts, like, to, cuts to Napoleon neighing like a horse yes. because he wants to have sex with yes. his wife. <laughs> Dude! When that happened, and people think like we're making this shit up, it's like no, that happens in the fucking movie, and it happens more than once. Or he's climbing under the table to like yes, play footsies with her. I liked scenes like that because it I makes him it fucking well. weird. I liked it as well. Yeah. I like the du- I like that exploring. To me, that was enough to deem this movie good. The duality of this man and ex- a character study of the duality of this man, mm-hmm. and shown through Joaquin Phoenix, which I think get, uh, people are really split on Joaquin Phoenix here. From what yeah. I've read, you either like his portrayal or you don't. Mm-hmm. I personally think this, he's a good Napoleon. To me, he's like Daniel Day-Lewis, where it's like, even if he's in a bad movie, I like you. I, like can, I can't here, say right? it's a bad performance. It's a pretty fucking solid performance. Is it his best? No. 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 But he's not giving a bad performance. I don't think anybody in this movie is giving a bad performance. I think they're selling it the way that... Bradley Scott wanted them to. Yeah, I like agree. especially Vanessa Kirby as uh, Josephine. I love their relationship in terms of like what I saw from the weirdness and the fucked up like moments. I would have wanted to see more, and I got really bummed when she just dies. I know. There is that moment, and I'm like, shit, we still have the third act. I know. I think Vanessa Kirby was great. I mean, it's a hard role for her because she mostly shares scenes with Napoleon. Yes. With Joaquin Phoenix, a great actor and the self-titled main character, right? Mm-hmm. So that's very hard to like establish your own presence. Mm-hmm. But she does a great job of like taking the power away from him in certain scenes, which mm-hmm. is very hard to do with a character like this. Oh, absolutely! And I think Vanessa Kirby kills it, and that's kind of my favorite parts, or, or when they're exploring the duality of him and and kind of what a weirdo he is behind closed doors, mm-hmm. and some of those awkward, uncomfortable scenes. I like it. Yeah. This film. It's wild. It's out there from from the beginning. The first mm-hmm. scene, somebody's getting uh, there's a public execution. Oh yeah, and you're good. like, oh fuck, I'm in for a ride here. Like yeah, that that set the tone for how this movie was gonna be, and it just got weirder and weirder and weirder through that first act. Yeah, I agree. I feel like there are like various moments where I that stand out to me. Like I think my all time favorite scene in this movie is the cannibal. 
the oh. cannonball battle yeah. where they shoot the cannons and it hits the ice and everyone's falling and that epic music, it's the epic, epic visuals. I'm like, dude, this is one of the highlights. Bro, for but me. those poor horses, man. It's poor horses, but it's so <laughs> beautifully done. Like you see them underwater, the soldiers, and they're like, like I know. Uh, no, it, was, no, it was done so well. Oh, that to me was like, that was the, the battle sequence of the film. Yes. It happens pretty early. It, like, it does. I, I kind of that was before Waterloo. To me, that felt like the climax uh, one, just because it actually shows what a strategist Napoleon was, mm-hmm. and doesn't. Ju- Some of these other battles just feel like he's not really outsmarting anybody. He's just willing he to throw shoots as a cannon many. at the fucking pyramids. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it just feels like he's willing to throw more guys than the opposition is. You know what I mean? He's yeah. willing to just kill more people for no reason. Mm-hmm. But that one felt like. That one felt impactful. It felt clever. It felt like, oh shit. Like, like oh, he was this kind of guy. Like, that's that's genius. It's clever, and yeah. He was outnumbered, but found a way to like mm-hmm. and, and that's very clever. And I don't think the battle sequences give me too much of that other than this one. Like to yeah. me, that's the strongest showing of his mental and his like strategy. Right. Because that's just not covered. Yeah. We don't get into the mind of Napoleon not very really. much as far as how he like planned out these attacks and Mm -hmm. stuff like that they rather just give us scenes of him being a weirdo yeah i wanted a little bit of both yes i wanted a little bit more setup for these battles Mm -hmm. i wanted to understand why these battles were taking place yeah it's not just like you know it's like we have that one battle with the british right yeah and it's like we get one scene where he confronts the british guy and he's like you guys think you're better because you have boats boats. yeah it's like And then it's like, cut to the battle. And it's like, oh, you guys are fighting because of that? (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like, really, there's like this huge conflict going on that is bubbling over years and years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't understand the scale of that Mm -hmm. in this movie. And I feel like that's where it contradicts itself, where it's just like, it's trying to do two things at the same time. First, you have the sophistication of the battles and how they're shot and how they're edited, which I think for the most part is very well done. But then you contrast that with like, uh, I enjoy my meals. I do. Destiny has brought me here. Destiny has brought... Like, I like that dialogue, but like, it sticks out like a sore thumb when you contrast that to the dialogue where it's just like, Napoleon, you have to do this in a strategic way. It's It's like... It's like, that's why I think people are split on Walking Phoenix because of some of the lines, not his delivery. No. Like that boat's yeah. line and stuff. Because there, the scene that really sticks out to me is when he puts on the crown of France. And he's like, I found the crown yep. of France in the gutter. Yeah. To me, that's like, oh, he's he's killing it. He like, is, yeah. That's the Napoleon we could have got if that's what Ridley Scott wanted us to portray. Right. Walking Phoenix is fully capable of being that guy. Mm-hmm. But that's not what Ridley Scott wanted. He wanted to do almost everything. Yeah. And if you have a runtime like this, no matter what, it's going to feel like you've cut shit out. Didn't it feel like a lot of this movie was like various characters kind of just got forgotten? And oh, not? yeah. I feel like in the director's cut, which I was confirmed, right? Really, Scott confirmed a director's confirmed cut. A director's cut is coming to Apple TV. How long is that fucking movie going to be? Four hours, <laughs> ten minutes. Jesus Christ. Oh my god, it reached beyond Snyder Cut. Holy fuck, dude. Four hours, ten minutes. Um, So I'm sure that there are going to be characters where it shows their closure in yeah. that cut versus this one where it feels like they'd rather show you more of the action set pieces than characters and where they ended up. Like, yeah. what happened to Josephine and that one guy that gave her flowers? Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? It moves too quick. <laughs> what? 
I don't know. It's sometimes the movie is just like, yeah, it's like you said, he's trying to do everything at once. Yeah. So it's like you're exploring this relationship and then it's like, okay, cut to like Napoleon's greatest war hits. Right? It's like quick compilation of like Napoleon's battles. Yeah. And then it's like back to the relationship and then compilation of the battles and it, I don't know. The, I needed more out of those battles. I mm-hmm. needed more stakes. I needed more setup. I needed yeah. more into the mind of Napoleon. Yeah. And they try to do that with the letters, if you notice. Yeah. With the voiceover from Josephine and Napoleon, you know, writing letters to themselves. But it doesn't feel as impactful as the film wants it to. No. Because of the fact that you don't get the scenes that feel like that. I know. They try to glue it. It's like, well, we kind of have them. We'll just do voiceover so you can still watch the battles. <laughs> it's just like, what? that's not the point. You have to make us give a shit about who Napoleon was first. That's what they didn't do a great job of. It's, uh, I, yeah, like I feel, I didn't know much about Napoleon before this. And I still feel like I really don't. Other than he's kind of like now I know he's how much of a weirdo he kind of was. <laughs> kind of a weirdo, kind of an asshole. But I still don't know much about what made him a great war leader. That like I, I don't really know. I don't really know what went into the mind of Napoleon. What his uh, like psychologically how he thought and 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 kind of what his strategy was. I yeah. don't know that stuff. I'm with you there, and I think that's why you know coming back to thinking of how this movie started. A movie starting, you have to establish that right away. Yeah. What do we know about various biopics that we've seen? Like we, like I feel like Priscilla established who she was, what her character was when she was like in high school as For a child sure. and stuff. It's you don't have to go super complex, but you have to give us that ground rule. What do we know about Napoleon right when the bat, the first battle he's in? Yeah, we don't know. They get us right into the action, but before that, we know the horse died. He watches that public execution. He just stares at it. We don't know anything about how he's feeling. We don't really know anything about the state of France. Yeah, that too. It it makes makes, (laughs) it's like we have to we we have to do our fucking research first before getting into this film. Yeah, to be like, oh yeah, this is what's happening. Okay, like no, you should tell us, establish what the fuck is going on at this point of time in France. That way we can understand, like, why Napoleon is acting this way. Yeah, they do it very vaguely with, like, people protesting the beheadings. But it's like, that has nothing to do with really the, like, people are disagreeing with public executions. Yeah. But they're not, like, I, I still don't know what the political climate is in France. What Are they trying to conquer? Are, are they at war with certain countries? I don't know that. No. I don't, I don't either. Because it really comes down to, like, okay, what do I know about Napoleon after watching the film? He loves France. He is ego-driven. Uh, he's fucking weird with his mistresses. Yeah. Uh, and then he dies. And that's the thing. And when you don't set up the stakes to these battles, it's like, and you just label the battle with a little year and name of the battle. Name of the person too. And it, yeah, it just becomes so un, like so forgettable. Like yeah. I couldn't tell you the names of most of those battles or the years that they happen yeah. or why uh, most of them even happen. Exactly. Because it just feels like I was watching a compilation at times. Yeah. And that's where the missed opportunities lies in this I film. Agree. Because if you set up the battles a little bit better and do the duality of the relationship of him being a weirdo Mm -hmm. and the duality of this man, I think there's a classic film in here somewhere. Mm -hmm. And maybe the four-hour cut gets us closer to that, but I don't think that's like... What about his kids? Yeah. He had a child. Did we ever... Is there ever a scene where... And I'm not saying you have to do it this way, but remember that scene in like There Will Be Blood with his kid? Yeah. Like maybe something like that. Give something. us something where it's just like, what is Napoleon's legacy now? Because he wanted that kid 
Remember? That was like the biggest deal for him was just yeah, like, where's my child? That's where's he, my child? That's Can why you... he left the girl. Yeah. And then like at the very end of the day, like I don't remember him mentioning his child after that or talking about his son. Or You any... get that scene where he brings the kid to Josephine. And then you never fucking see the kid again. Like what? Do you see the kid again one time? Like I'm not sure. Maybe grown up. I don't fucking know. That's the thing. And that's the one. How thing. do I not know? Yeah. How do we not know? Even though we just watched the motherfucking movie. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And you know, um, you know the end title screen. Yeah. Where it showed Napoleon and like all the casualties from all the wars. Yeah. Did that not seem so out of place from the tone that this movie was giving off? Yes. What the fuck was that all about? It had to do the fucking classic black screen again with the. But it doesn't even match what the film was trying to say. Mm-hmm. What was it? It had nothing to do with the soldiers dying. It had more to do with Napoleon's ego for who he was and Josephine's relationship. Yeah, that's the thing. What is this film trying to tell us about Napoleon? <laughs> what? Was he a misunderstood war leader or was he a bad guy yeah. who who, ca- who talked himself into this role and many died because of it? Right. Cuz that's the message I think it's trying to send at the end. Yeah. But you're sending me you're sending me that message through text on a black screen? Right. Like to either you have to tell me that in the film that yeah. he's a piece of shit. Because in the film he he doesn't really seem like a a piece of shit. He just seems like a weirdo. Yeah. But at the end it's like, oh yeah, all these people died because of it and the body counts kept going up, uh kept going up battle by battle. Right. And it's like, why not have a scene in the middle where it's like, hey Napoleon, every time you have a fucking battle, mm-hmm. more and more people are dying. Something's yeah. not going right. I think they briefly mentioned that right after Waterloo, and they're like, all right, you're a fucking idiot. It's so but that's brief. It. It's, it's so, so brief. It's yeah. like briefly shows that after a while, the opinion on Napoleon is split, and yeah. some people like him and some people don't. Mm-hmm. But it's not harped on enough for that no. black screen at the end to be like, oh, yeah, he's a piece of shit all along, guys. What the text should have been was his ego-driven obsession and with josephine which is like at the very it was like the last fucking line of his last words which okay i kind of like that that's kind of what the film was trying to say there was never a scene where napoleon went up to a a soldier and was abusing them mentally so like there's a scene like that in Patton where Mm -hmm. one of the guys has a shell shock right and the guy's like i don't believe in that you go to the front lines you get a scene like that showing how ego driven and insane napoleon is and then maybe you can put that title screen in. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, give us something with that relationship. Exactly. Like, he seemed to be a man that his army really respected and revered. Yeah. Even in that scene where he comes back from being from that island the first time. Yes. And those guys are about to kill him, and he talks his way into them <laughs> joining him somehow. <laughs> so it's like, clearly, his soldiers had a, a ton of respect and reverence for Napoleon. Mm-hmm. So what's the message? Yeah. What's the message? The message is a little bit confusing, and that's why I feel like there's a missed opportunity here. But I don't think Ridley Scott gives us a bad film. I think he just gives us a little bit of a confusing film. But for me, the performances, the cinematography, the way those battles are shot, yeah. it looks expensive. Oh, yeah. It looks grand. It looks like an epic. And I'm very glad that movies like this are being made. It might not be my favorite, but at 86 years old, thank God somebody is giving Ridley Scott money to yeah. make epics like this. I agree in terms of that. I wish, the sad reality is, I would have wanted this to be more like his stronger entries in his filmography. But to me, this is going to be as memorable as like his Robin Hood movie with Russell Mm Crowe. Remember that one? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, it's well shot. It's really expensive and it's well put together. But do I remember a single fucking thing from that movie? (laughs) 
maybe one or two scenes, but for a two and a half hour long movie, that's like, I'm not, that's not super praise to be honest with you. And like, and that's the thing too. I don't give a shit if this is not historically accurate. I'm yeah. not one of those history majors that's like, Me oh, well, Napoleon was supposed to be, speak French. Why are they all British? Yeah, whatever. It's a good cast regardless. I'm fine with that. But you got to engage us with the fucking story that you're showing us yeah. right now. I completely agree. I completely agree. I'll overlook the history, the inaccurate. Who the hell cares? He shot at the pyramids. Yeah. All of a sudden, he he put the hat on the he, on the tomb. He that just, shit was funny. Yeah. That scene was funny as fuck. Yeah. He, he just yeah. It doesn't sound French at all. It just sounds like no. Joaquin Phoenix. Exactly. <laughs> I'm fine with that. And it's I'm it, fine with it. It reminded me of that last scene where he's like talking to the kids, and he's just like, uh, you know, who invaded uh, Russia? It's, it's, I don't know. They did it themselves. Like, no, I did it. It's like no, that's. It's been proven historically, like that's not how it happened right. and stuff. That's probably what like a bunch of people were telling Ridley Scott and Napoleon's like, fuck off. <laughs> I'll do it my way. I like that attitude. Yeah. But I would have wanted a more entertaining film in the in the long run. I completely agree. Let's get into some questions to finish this off. Yes. Let's do some speed um, ones. Yeah. Let's do um uh will you be checking out the four hour cut on Apple TV? Are you gonna give that one a chance? Yes, but not on its opening day. Me neither. I'll, not, I'll give it time. I'm not rushing for it. But, you know, when I find a spare four hours, same. And, <laughs> and honestly, maybe I'll even break it up into two watching. Four hours is, is kind of crazy. If the pacing is, Especially, yeah. uh, it's because it's another version of a movie I've already seen. Yeah. Uh, if it was four hours of a brand new Napoleon movie, I, I, I would sit down and watch it. But because I've already seen this cut and was a little bit underwhelmed, do I really want to sit down to a four-hour cut that's just kind of filling in some gaps for me? I'm hoping is filling in some gaps for me. Yeah. I'm not even guaranteed. <laughs> Who knows what's in this four-hour shit? Maybe it's cut. just, maybe just it's, more maybe it's another, shit. Yeah, maybe it's another hour and a half of him just being a weirdo cuck. I don't know. <laughs> eh, it could be entertaining, at least. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, okay, so we will be checking that out. Yeah, we'll check that out. Um, in terms of rating, how would you rate this film, Nathan? I gave this film a three and a half stars. About seven out of is ten. Is it okay. generous? Yeah, it is. <laughs> is it generous? Yeah, it is. But it's it's a lot of things going for it. I love Joaquin. I love Ridley Scott. Uh, I think there's aspects of this that I really love, and there's aspects that I really hate. But more that I more that I love. So for that reason, I'm giving it a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. I'm a little bit more negative with it. Uh, you know, when a movie's boring, it it hits me like a fucking train, man. And this had. More than one moment like that for me. Yeah. So because of that, I'm probably going to give it like a 4 out of 10. It's not the worst film I've seen this year. I've seen much worse films. Certainly it's beautifully not. shot. But yeah. man, I, I it's it, it definitely is reaching disappointment for me, if I'm going to be honest. Cool. Um, I like your director question. If another director worked on Napoleon, who would you want? Hmm. Danny Villeneuve seems like somebody who would tackle this pretty slick and professionally. I like that. Like, I could see, like, Michael Fassbender as, like, Napoleon in a Denny Villeneuve. Napoleon. Damn, Michael Fassbender. I, I really fuck with him. I don't I know if it's because we just saw The Killer, but <laughs> I, I like him. He seems like people were like, well, what about the height difference? Because, you know, and I was like, I don't fucking care, man. Like, you get a good actor to play Napoleon, you're going to get a good fucking, you know, movie. But I don't know. Well, who would you want before we end off? I know, I know. Spielberg took the reins from no! from Kubrick and and entertained the idea of a Napoleon film. I don't think it would be. I don't think he's the best director for it. But I have the idea of a Spielberg Napoleon film kind of interests me to see what would happen. 
I mean, to I, see how it would go. Would he make it? Like, how do you? Because I don't know. Spielberg films tend to be more lighthearted, and it's like you can't make the story light. It's pretty dark. So it's like I want to see that. I'm thinking he did do Lincoln, right? And he does have that sense of patriotism to him that still kind of works yeah so maybe if he uses that angle for napoleon and because fuck. he had the ties to stanley's script i think he would have did stanley's yeah post the stanley's version so for that reason i think that would be my pick okay I because fuck we'd that. be getting close to a stanley kubrick version fair enough that's my pick it's like AI. Um, yeah last question a biopic you would want to see ridley scott direct fuck man I'm I'm kind of blank on this one, but in terms of like, ah man, it's tough, eh? Yeah, he's done so many so far, and um, I'm I'm trying to think like he's good at them. What what would you <laughs> what would you do? What what would know. the biopic be for has you? Has he done like has he done like a musician one? No, no, I don't think he has. I'm trying to think like deep down, like no, I don't think he's covered. No. Maybe it, maybe a a, a mu- I don't have a certain musician in mind, but maybe something like that. Yeah, seem to do something different, not like a historical one. Or I'd fuck with that because like there's so many obvious ones too. Like I I personally like like what do you, uh, I don't know. We'll Whoa, think about that one. that one. Fuck you, you. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, uh, is there a bi- uh, biopic that you would want Ridley Scott to direct? Let us know your thoughts if you made it this far. We yeah. appreciate you. Don't forget to leave a like, comment, and subscribe to your boys. We'll catch you in the next one. Take care and brush your hair. Peace.